hey, Joe Casaboni here, and I'm just letting you know that how I built it is now Streamlined Solopreneur. So if you're seeing a new artwork and a new name in your podcast player, that is expected and by design. The new name better reflects the mission and really what has been the mission of this show for the last few years, and I'm really excited about it. All the links in the show notes and how I built it will still work, but the show also has a new home over at streamlined.fm if you want to check it out. Thanks so much for listening. If you think about social networks as people, LinkedIn is TikTok's dorky, older, more professional sister that the younger, more hip sister needs to borrow money from. At least that's how Kathleen Selmans sees it. And she's very effective at selling on LinkedIn. In fact, she says that if you're just trying to grow your follower count on LinkedIn, you're wasting your time. Instead, it's all about connections. And how do you convert those connections into clients? That's what we get into during this interview. Plus, in the pro show, we talk about the dangers of creating a tool that relies on social media or someone else's platform. Look for these top takeaways. While every other social network is super content heavy, LinkedIn is different. If you post more than once a day, you're competing with yourself on LinkedIn. Followers on LinkedIn are a vanity metric. Your goal is to fill your calendar with calls. So creating connections and seeing if those connections are a good fit should be your goal. In fact, this very point is what pushed me to finally hire somebody to help me do sales on LinkedIn. Finally, your profile is your sales page. Optimize your LinkedIn profile page for your offer and your niche and start connecting with people. That's how you will know if you are reaching the correct audience and if your offer is good. This episode is action-packed with lots of great stuff, including a ton of actionable advice at the end for how to optimize your profile. So definitely listen for that. I met Kathleen at Craft and Commerce this year, and I'm so excited I did because she is a wealth of information and very generous with it. She also has a free offer for you at the end. I will link to that and everything we talked about in the show notes over at howibuilt.it slash 329, howibuilt.it slash 329. If you want to get this and every episode ad-free and extended, be sure to sign up for the membership, which you can do again over at howibuilt.it slash 329. Or if you are listening in Apple Podcasts, this is now an Apple Podcast subscription, so you can sign up right from the Apple Podcasts app. All right, now without further ado, let's get into the intro and then the interview. Hey, everybody, and welcome to How I Built It, the podcast that helps busy solopreneurs and creators grow their business without spending too much time on it. I'm your host, Joe Casabona, and each week I bring you interviews and case studies on how to build a better business through smarter processes, time management, and effective content creation. It's like getting free coaching calls from successful solopreneurs. By the end of each episode, you'll have one to three takeaways you can implement today 
to stop spending time in your business and more time on your business or with your friends, your family, reading, or however you choose to spend your free time. All right, I am here with Kathleen Selmans. Kathleen, how are you today? I'm well, thanks. Joe, how are you? I am fantastic. Excited to be talking to you. We met at Craft and Commerce, uh, which if people remember last year, I had a bunch of guests that I met at Craft and Commerce last year. So it's just like a wealth of amazing information. Um, And we're going to talk about LinkedIn today. So let's just dive right into this, right? Why should I be on LinkedIn? Well, I'll, I'll clarify because not everybody needs to be on LinkedIn. But if you're selling B2B and you're not on LinkedIn, you have unconsciously made a decision to make getting leads harder for you. If you're selling B2B, you've consciously made a decision to make, uh, make getting leads harder for you. I like that a lot, right? Because like on Twitter, right, we've got the thread boys, as he says, which is like my, fa- my most favorite term ever. Um, and now as we record this, like threads had just come out and like that's yeah, speaking like... speaking of thread boys... <laughs> Speaking of thread boys, yeah, exactly. They Which, made it a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, its own thing now. And like, I like that, right? I like threads. I, I don't feel like I'm beholden to an algorithm, but there's like, you know, TikTok and you got to do Instagram marketing. And I feel like LinkedIn is like maybe the forgotten child of social media because like a lot of people just still think it's like a resume site, but it's not, right? Right. I think, you know, what's funny is like, there's, if I were a little bit more <laughs> creative, I could come up with really good, um, I, like visuals for what um, LinkedIn is because yeah. LinkedIn is definitely like the dorky older sister that <laughs> that is such a, like a stuffed shirt. Like TikTok's like the young hip um, dancing on the bar. We're doing shots. Like, um, and, <laughs> like, and then like the, Coyote like, Ugly style. <laughs> and, then the, and then LinkedIn walks into the bar like still wearing their suit. You know, you know, like I am, I am letting loose. My tie is not on, you know, like, like this, this is fun, you know, but like the truth is the, the hip younger sibling has to borrow money from the dorky older sister because the dorky older sister has it figured out. Yes. Yes. I love that. Right. This is like when everybody, like, um, I had a few guests last year, right. TikTok, even though it's been around since 2016, uh, like blew up right before or during the pandemic, something, you know, pandemic time is weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone's like, you, if you have a business, you've got to be on TikTok. I'm like, really? Because it feels like nobody on TikTok can afford me. Like that's, it's what if I'm not selling like a $19 thing, right? Right. Uh, like Miss Excel, right? Like blew up on TikTok, but she had she a sure pretty did. affordable course, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I really like that. The hip younger sister needs to borrow money from the the older uptight. <laughs> like, because like you know you get and you get like the all of the other social media. And I don't because because of when we're co- recording this, we have no idea what Threads is going to be. So I'll right. leave that out of the the conversation. Yeah. But all of the other ones are so content heavy. They're so content heavy. If you looked up right now, if you Googled how to make an impact on Instagram, you would get something like, okay, you need three in-post story, uh, not stories, uh, in-post, po- po- in-feed posts. Re- in-feed posts, <laughs> um, there we go, yeah. Every day. You need 10 stories every day. You need at least one reel. And you know what? You might as well go live with another creator. It's like, 
well, when are you supposed? When are you supposed to do any of your work? Because yeah. that's in, and that's all like the authority building content too, like answering questions that that maybe you answered one on one, showing people in your network that you know what you're talking about, and then hoping that they reach out to you with an open wallet. And it they will, some do, down the line. But that's a that's a huge commitment. That's like at least an hour, if not three, every single day coming up with fresh content. And if you're not feeling good one day, you can't go live. You can't do a story because you're you look like garbage and you don't feel mm-hmm. like doing it. And like it's not it's not for me sustainable. If that's how you have to do business organic social reach. It's not for me. Um, it's why a lot of the people that I know have turned to ads because it's, you just make one thing, you throw money at it and everybody sees it. Yeah, which is a great point, right? But again, to to that point, especially on TikTok, right? I mean, maybe this has changed in the last year or so, but like my understanding is that mm, people on TikTok aren't very receptive to ads, right? You need to, it needs to look real. It needs to look like a real thing. But then like, as soon as you figure out it's an ad, you're going to be annoyed that you were fooled um, or attempted in, to be uh, hoodwinked or whatever. Um, yeah. But I, I I like this, right? Because something that's been on my mind a lot lately, we're, we're both parents. I don't know if that was public knowledge on your side. <laughs> um, it is. I don't show their pictures, but okay. people know that I I know. Them. My kids face it. Like, as we record this, it's my son's birthday. And like, I have like 14 pictures of him on Instagram. Just like, happy birthday, son. He's like three. I'm like, ah, is this the right decision? I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're both parents. And the Instagram game, right? Or the Twitter, like the text-based ones are a little bit easier because like I can just kind of like fire off a random thought from my phone. But even that doesn't really work on Twitter. Um, or if you like say the word threads now on Twitter, you're going to get like deprioritized apparently. <laughs> um, but like Instagram especially, like you got to go live or do a reel every day. I'm like, man, this is not friendly to parents, right? Especially like, I don't know about you. Your kids might be a little older than mine. Mine are all under seven. When school starts, I'm sick like weekly, right? They bring, (laughs) they just bring home all of the diseases right at the beginning of the year. Um, And so I'm like, what what am I supposed to, I have to be clairvoyant enough in August to be like, well, I better make all of September's content. And then like you said, when am I going to do real work then? Right? Like, so I I love this. Uh, Now, we haven't said this explicitly, but your implication is that you don't need to be that content heavy on LinkedIn. Is that accurate? No. You know, and they're and they just had an algorithm update. So okay. um, which is cute. You know, again, the Dorky Older <laughs> Sister also has an algorithm. Um yeah. guys, I'm but, I watch movies, guys. I'm cool. Yeah. We like videos here too. We just like them to be the regular size of videos. Forget that sideways nonsense. You know, it's just so but everything is just so buttoned up. But yeah. Their algorithm has a a thing that if you are someone who comes from the Twitter and the Instagram world of building relationships, <laughs> might come as a breath of fresh air. Because if you post on your LinkedIn profile more than once a day, you are competing with yourself according to their algorithm. Which means that you can post consistently weekly 
or three times a week or five times a week. Um, the One of the apps I use says that you get more engagement, the most engagement on Sundays, but like, so what? <laughs> right, right. I'm not, like, so you can do, you know, like there's, you can post more, um, but you should not post more than once a day. And since I have had such hard, uh, such a hard time gaining traction on Instagram, you know, I don't mean to brag, but over the last, I don't know, however many years it's been, I almost have a thousand followers on Instagram. Like, <laughs> you know, then <laughs> literally eight people have ever DM'd me. And it's mostly people I know who are re- like, we're meeting up, you know, and we don't have right. each other's phone numbers. Yeah. So, it, feel like, it feels like high school friends on Instagram right, to me. Right. right. Yeah. Um, or like, good job. Like, oh, somebody who uh, challenged me to go live every day in May would check in with me every time mm-hmm. I, I went live. Good job. Uh, proud of you today. Proud of you today. You know, like, nice. like you, everybody needs those friends. But the truth is, posting on for what, the what I teach, posting, con- uh, I call it content marketing because that's where I come from. But mm-hmm. there, you use a very specific format for content marketing on LinkedIn, and it's the last pillar because LinkedIn, to me is not primarily a social network. It's a sales, excuse me, it's a sales enablement platform. And by that, I mean, its primary job is not to wish your coworker from three jobs ago, happy birthday. Like, like you can do that on LinkedIn and that's how you, or congratulations on your next Congrats promotion. Congrats on your we work anniversary. Oh, yeah, thank like, you. You know, like you don't, like that, th- that's fine. It's fun to keep up with people you used to work with and it, that yeah. LinkedIn does make that easy, but that's not its primary job, especially for entrepreneurs. Gotcha. I love that. Um, so yeah, you post more than once a day. You're competing with yourself. I noticed this just recently, right? I this was this is friends. This is a lesson about social media, right? I meticulously plan most of my not meticulous. Let's erase the word meticulously. I plan in some way, shape, or form most of my posts on Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, and then one Saturday, while my children were like setting fire to the house around me, um, I was browsing LinkedIn and I saw this carousel of a guy who was patently wrong. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to see what happens if I say this guy is patently wrong. So I reposted his carousel, which I mean, it basically said like, don't start a podcast because most podcasts fail. Instead, hire me to make to get you guest spots on podcasts. And I'm like, if most podcasts fail, why would I want that either? So what I posted was like, hey, he's right that like podcasting is a lot of work. Here's why he's wrong about why being a guest is better or whatever. That post, which was, I think, a Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern time, blew up like mm-hmm. comments, uh, thousands of, of views, lots of engagement, easily my best performing post of the last 30 days. And I just kind of like fired it off from my phone without thinking about it. Um, so I guess my the long meandering question that maybe we'll edit out some of that interstitial part was, uh, is if a post is doing well, right, should I not post until it's like, cause you said you're competing with yourself, right? So if I post it again on Sunday, right? Does it, is that post not going to do well? Or is it going to deprioritize my previous post? Like, that's what I'm curious. I'm, I'm a little curious about that. 
Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's that that's one of those things that like it's tough to tell, but you should always be creating content. You know, you should always be planning it out. And using the meat of what what that was. So not the Saturday part, not the um <clears throat> not the the from your phone part, but the fact that you found somebody who took a stake in the ground and you disagreed with them, mm-hmm. that could be the backbone of your content marketing strategy on LinkedIn. Gotcha. Um, or building more content around, you know, what do people think podcasts are? And we were talking, I was talking about this with somebody yesterday about how um, polls get a lot of engagement um, because people, everybody has an opinion. So then you can ask like, hey, did you think that podcasting is dying? Is it a dying art? Is it dead? Is it, why do, pod, you know, it, it, should you should you not start one? Like, there's all kinds of, you know, what would be a good reason not to start a podcast in 2023? Mm, uh, yeah. Give people polls and options. And then, because you're then getting a lot of attention on, luckily, because it wasn't planned, but something that's exactly aligned with what your service provider work is, then I think there's there's no downside to doubling down on that kind of content. Mm, that makes sense, right? And this is, again, you know, I'm going to reference threads a couple times here because I'm, thre- I'm going to say meta threads, I guess, right? Because threads is also like a thing on Twitter, um, which like, man, expert level trolling by meta here, like expert level. Um, but, you know, you see all these posts on, on, on meta's threads right now that's like, what's your favorite ice cream? What movies are we watching, right? And that's all, that feels like kind of like engagement hacking, quote unquote, right? Like you're just asking Yeah, it feels like how to, how to grow a Facebook group post. Yeah. Like from a couple of years ago, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, but like in this case, right? Like polls, like if it's in my lane, right? And I'm trying to get opinions. First of all, that's helpful data to me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like what's, what's a reason not to start a podcast? Because then I can make a, a blog, long form content. Mm-hmm. That is, hey, here's why you should start a podcast, right? And then I can do like the inoculation effect that you learn in journalism, right? That's like, people are going to think this, so you want to guard against that before they can even say it sort of thing. Um, but then you're also getting a bunch of engagement. Plus, like with polls, you're putting people in a box, right? And if they want to go outside that box, they're going to have to comment, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like that. I like that a lot. Okay, so... The big takeaways from here, be on LinkedIn because uh, you you said it's it's mostly a sales platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to get to that in a little bit, right? Like how how you can sell. Um, but first, right? Uh, I'm real excited. I just crossed over four thousand followers on uh, LinkedIn. I'm approaching six thousand on Twitter. I just checked Instagram. I've got like a over. I've got a thousand fifty eight. Hot dog. It took me like five years <laughs> to get over a thousand, I think. Um, and uh, I guess it took me 10 years if we're starting from when I started, but like I remember starting to check my Instagram following like five years ago. Um, how, how do I grow my LinkedIn following? Right. I want to reach, if I want to reach, if I want these businesses to see me so they understand me, how do I uh, get more people following or connecting with me or whatever? Yeah, so um, followers on Twitter matter. Followers on Instagram matter. Followers on LinkedIn are a vanity metric. 
Hmm. Because it's not about who sees your content. Because content is that is the fourth and least important pillar. If sales enablement is the point, then conversations are the goal. And you don't need to have six million followers on LinkedIn to fill your calendar with sales conversations. The mm. math, I mean, you're one person, right? Like right. you don't yeah. you don't need and and further, like let's say so. My one of my jobs when I first started on LinkedIn, um, let's see, was 2008, and um, I was in hospitality recruiting, so I had a ton of followers in the hospitality industry. That doesn't matter, right? Like, followers do not matter because a, a director of food and beverage at a Four Seasons just will never ever have any need for <laughs> what I'm selling now. Right, and, right. And so, like, growing your followers should be the least of your concerns. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so growing my followers, least of my concerns. Um, you said your goal is to fill your calendar with calls. So what's, what's the, so uh, I guess what's the approach, right? And I, I want to make sure that we don't like kind of move into the next section too quickly. Um, but I guess, how do I know who to, who to talk to? How do I know who my LinkedIn audience is? Right. I, I guess I'm operating from the assumption that I'm not just looking at people's LinkedIn titles and then D like sliding into their DMS. Right. Or am I, is that the approach? Well, it depends. So, um, what, what I teach in, and I have a 30 day program and what I Mm -hmm. teach is that the overarching strategy is to make new connections and see if there's a fit. The idea being that the, the 4,000 people you've already connected with are in your network. If they were going to buy from you, they would have by now. Mm -hmm. So deconstructing your favorite clients and going after more people like them using tools like Sales Navigator um, or even just the, the regular LinkedIn search and reaching out to them, growing your network intentionally. Because if you grow your network by 200 people and 85 of them want to work with you, it doesn't matter how many, how many followers you have. Right. Um, most solopreneurs like us don't need 1,000 clients. In fact, cannot serve 1,000 right. clients. Right. Um, so just like having conversations. So it's all about not being that guy on LinkedIn. So right. you can create new conversations, but you should not be the person who just reached out to me asking if I needed company-wide phone support. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, is this 1998? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Do you work for Cisco? Like, I don't... Multi-line <laughs> phones? Like, <laughs> Have you heard about this new thing called voice over IP? Like... <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I didn't fantastic. even know that was still a thing. Like, I, I have no need for that. So, and one of the cool things about LinkedIn is that there are, I think, 800 million users on the platform right now. So literally everybody has a, has a profile on it and hardly anybody is using it right. And mm-hmm. so in, if, if you do a little bit strategically to not be that guy on LinkedIn, then you, you'll be really surprised at how well it'll work for you. Mm, I like that. And we're going to get to that soon. But I do want to ask, right? Like, so you said like post once a day, mm-hmm. get some engagement. What's the purpose of that? Are we like sussing out potential customers that way? Or is it just kind of like 
putting us on people's radars. So like, what's the purpose of, I guess, what's the purpose of posting on LinkedIn if your goal is not to grow your following? Oh, to get, to have a conversation. Okay. Take, so like, to take this point, outside. <laughs> we're going to take this outside. We're gonna like. take the, I, I like that. Okay. So, so basically you're, it, it's almost like finding those qualified, potentially qualified leads, right? I post about, mm-hmm here's why a brand needs to have a podcast, right? And then somebody who runs a brand podcast is like, well, wait, how do I do that? Oh, all right, well, mm-hmm. let's let's start this conversation, right? S- something mm-hmm. like that, right? Exactly. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay, cool. You did warn me that this part of the, the interview would be very short and I have run out of questions <laughs> to try to make it longer. And so let's move on to uh, what I think the, the meat of this is, right? The... The climax of our story here, uh, which is how do I convert uh, people? I, I worded this as LinkedIn audience, right? But as we mm-hmm. just discovered, this doesn't need to be our exact audience. It doesn't need to be our followers, at least. How do I convert people on LinkedIn to custom to be customers or clients? Yeah, so that's the most fun thing, because, and it's what, and it's it's it goes against because I'm I come from. 13 years of digital marketing. So it goes against literally everything I've ever learned, like build a following, create a blog, grab mm-hmm. grab an audience, get your search traffic, and then you can talk to people. No, yeah. you need an offer and you need to get it in front of the right people. So if you think that people who have the word podcaster in their title uh, might be a good fit for what you have, you do a search on that, you use some automation tools, you don't ever use the helpful quote unquote, um, I realize this isn't video, too late, but quote unquote, um, <laughs> You could hear the quotes in your voice though. <laughs> yeah, canned content, like the, yeah. oh, thanks so much. Like the, LinkedIn has these like stupid, like yeah. things you can just click and make, like, I'd like to join your network. Well, guess what? <laughs> they hear that a lot. <laughs> so if you come at them with a different value driven, like, I don't want something from you, but I'm building something cool. And the LinkedIn algorithm said, we were going to, we should connect. I checked you out. It looks like you'd be cool. Like, it looks like somebody, looks like LinkedIn was right this time, you know, whatever, something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, Um, yeah. Well, I'm wondering if there's a way we can work together or something like that, where, you know, um, and I think too, like, if you only listen to part of this, like, okay, LinkedIn, and then you look at your DMs and you think, well, I have to do it that way, obviously. Um, I think you're going to miss the point because mm-hmm. it's more about rem- remembering, yes, there are bots, but remembering that everybody that you talk to, and if you're wrong about this, it's okay, but th- th- understand that everybody that you talk to is a human is a there's a real person on the other side of every single one of these conversations. And so if you wouldn't walk up to somebody at a networking happy hour and say, "Hello, would you like to buy from me?" then don't <laughs> don't do that online. Like don't do it on LinkedIn. Yeah. Which like we've all seen those people before, right? We've been to big cities or we've been to carnivals or the place I experienced the worst was on our honeymoon in Rome, like people would just like throw water bottles in your face. <laughs> like, water! I'm like, no. I have, they, I have water though. Water! I'm like, okay. Like, that's what you're doing, right? Like, you're like, hey, buy this. Buy this from me, please. Right. It's desperate. My sales mentor, um, Ian Altman, has an example of um, 
somebody, uh, like he uses an example of a, a carpal tunnel surgeon. Um, and it's, he's at a dinner party and he's like, hey, I don't usually have openings, but I have an opening next Tuesday. Do you want this surgery? And like, <laughs> with that example, of course not. You don't even know like l- what problem a carpal tunnel surgery solves, let right. alone whether you have it or not. Right. So um, remembering to take a human first approach and you don't even have to have a sales and marketing background to be a real person. Just like you don't yeah. need to be an expert salesperson to go to a networking happy hour and talk to people um, and learn about them and just see if you can help, you know? Um, and then it's it makes LinkedIn so much easier because then what it means is that you're using search and automation tools to help do real connection at scale. So, you know, LinkedIn does not love automation tools. Um, that's putting it mildly. Um, <laughs> but there are ways to use them. Um, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily like start a company that that relies on that, right. um, but you can use this, their tools yeah. um, until you can't. But um, but there's plenty of them out there that that work within LinkedIn terms of services that you can use to help you automate what you would do naturally. Because a lot of people that I work with do not realize how much sales they need to be doing in order to sell their services. I think a lot of us get into entrepreneurship because we found a problem that we wanted to solve for ourselves or we found a problem that we could help our people we already knew solve. Um, and then we you, you hit a point where your referrals run out or you pivot and you need a new way to reach people who don't already know you, don't already like you, don't already trust you. Um, and it can be really hard. And when you don't use automation tools and you just use the LinkedIn search, um, you'll talk yourself out of it. I'll go to your profile and I'll say, well, Joe, he's, he's probably fine. He probably doesn't need, like, you know, you just make decisions, decisions for people and you don't reach out. But the automation, as long as you've got the outreach, the initial message to connect right, the automation takes your brain and your hesitation out of it and allows that person to decide, allows you to decide if you want to connect with me. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if that um, breathy noise made it into the recording, but I just like ex- exhaled uh, because that exact thing, like I did a workshop, I paid 300 bucks for this three-day workshop and it was really good and it would have been great if I actually acted on it. Um, but like day one was like make a list of a hundred people yeah, that you 100. can reach out to. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. Uh, and now here's here's the, our tried and true DM script, right? And this is like somebody, I, I didn't just like buy this from some rando. This is like a person I know personally. I trusted him. Uh, and send this to those people. And I would open their LinkedIn profiles and I had, I have a text expander uh, snippet and I'm like, ah, they probably don't need this. And I just chickened out. I'm like, well, my offer is not good enough. They don't, I, there's like a weird misalignment here. Um, so like what you just said spoke exactly to my experience and I'm sure you know lots of other people's experiences. Um so you've mentioned a couple of automation is uh, automation tools. Is there one that you recommend? I think you said it earlier. 
Yeah, it's called Wallaxy. Um, I, wow. I always hesitate to say the the name of any any tools because right now, as of this recording, the one that I like right now is called Wallaxy. Um, I have an affiliate link and it's like not a great one for like, it's it's not where I'm going to make my uh, mm-hmm. private island money, but it will give people two months free to try it out. Uh, okay, um, cool. So I can I can drop that. Yeah, your uh, you know what I'll do? I'll put it in the show notes, which you can find over at howibuilt.it slash 329. And uh, will is it Galaxy like Galaxy with a W? Yeah, it's like that, but another A. So W-A-A-L-A-X-Y. Okay. W-A-A-L-A-X-Y. Uh, so I will also make a short link, howibuilt.it slash Galaxy that will go to Kathleen's affiliate link. And like I said, um, if you don't get any value out of it in two months, don't worry about it. Just cancel it. Like, yeah. That's, it's, it's not expensive, especially mm-hmm. compared to paid ads. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah um, right. Yeah. But it's, it, and, and it's not like, it's, I think it's a great tool. Um, it has been around for a couple of years and I, I'm pretty sure LinkedIn knows about it. So it's one that I feel good about. Um, but again, there, it's, that's a shady area of software. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough, right? It's, I mean... I I signed up for Hype Fury, right? And mm-hmm. like the same day that I tried to do my first DM campaign, uh, they were like, "Oh, Twitter's API is broken. We can't do DMs anymore." And I'm like, "It's not. It's not broken. I mean, now's a uh, a pretty tumultuous time for I think any Twitter based tools, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Any any yeah. tool, and then that we could have we could have a whole another conversation about. But like, maybe we let's talk about build. that in in pro, right? Uh, so I didn't ask you this in the pre-show, but you know, I, we do a members only section. We'll talk about this topic and how I built it pro. You can sign up over at casabuna.org. Um, it's just five bucks. Well, starts at five bucks a month, which is like uh, less than a cup of coffee, less than the iced coffee I paid for the other day at Starbucks. Um, <laughs> So that's what we'll talk about in pro if, uh, if Kathleen will join us for that. Yeah. Look, you're listening to this show because you're a creator or solopreneur and you need to grow your business. That goes hand in hand with building your authority. And there are few things that build your authority faster than being a published author. As a five times published author, I know. You're likely already creating content to help you achieve this goal writing blog posts, creating videos, maybe even hosting a podcast? A book is the best way to get your content off the airwaves and into the hands of your fans. It's also a great way to diversify your revenue streams. But as someone who self-published and distributed one of my own books, I can tell you it's a huge pain. That's where Lulu comes in. Instead of having to figure out how to print, sell, and ship your book by yourself, let Lulu help. Lulu's e-commerce plugins allow you to sell books directly to your fans from your site while they handle all of the printing and shipping. You keep creative control, customer data, and 100% of your profits. Create a free account today at lulu.com. And thanks so much to Lulu for sponsoring this show. Hey there, I want to tell you about Sensei. Sensei is the original solution for creating and selling online courses with WordPress, and it's back and better than ever. As a course creator with Sensei, you get complete ownership over your content and the freedom to customize as much as you need. 
Sensei has vastly improved the course creation experience, adding a customizable distraction-free mode, video and lesson progression, powerful reporting, and a full set of interactive content blocks. And those blocks, like flashcards, image hotspots, and interactive videos, can be added to any page or post, not just the courses. The goal of Sensei is to make it effortless for course creators to develop personalized instruction for learners. And while Sensei is free to start, you can save 20% on Sensei Pro, allowing you to charge for courses, drip out content, manage groups and cohorts, and leverage new AI tools. Just go to howibuilt.it slash sensei to have the discount automatically applied. That's howibuilt.it slash S-E-N-S-E-I. Hey, real quick before we get back into the episode, I want to tell you about my free newsletter, Podcast Workflows. If you are wondering how I can successfully run this show, plus two other shows, plus run a business, plus run three children, Podcast Workflows is for you. You will get weekly emails with behind-the-scenes look on how I produce this show, experiments I am trying with other podcasts, and general advice to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. You'll also have the opportunity to become a member and get ad-free extended episodes of this show as well as bonus content. You can do all of that over at podcastworkflows.com slash join. That's podcastworkflows.com slash join. Sign up for free today. So while exceed, and then you mentioned another one that I think had the word sales in it that I can't remember. Oh, so LinkedIn, oh, so this is an interesting, so LinkedIn, the way that I see it, LinkedIn exists to sell you on LinkedIn premium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't ever upgrade to LinkedIn premium. <laughs> but Full disclosure, I have LinkedIn premium because I am a LinkedIn learning instructor and I get it for free. So yeah, if you well, see the little gold icon next to me, I'm not I'm not paying for it. I get it for free as, as an instructor. They it, it allows you to send in mail, which right. no one in the history of being on LinkedIn has gotten an in mail that they liked. Um, <laughs> this is a hundred percent accurate. <laughs> so it's and it and it gives you again, if you care about vanity metrics, it'll tell you which eight hundred people looked at your profile this week. Well, I can tell yes. you which ones did. It's the people who you reached out to <laughs> yeah. using the automation. Um, so I believe that LinkedIn free exists to sell LinkedIn premium and LinkedIn premium exists to sell you on Navigator. Skip premium altogether. Navigator is like 99 bucks a month. Um, it's a LinkedIn tool and it allows you to do really, really targeted searches and it allows you to save them and um, import them into the tool of your choice. And so um, it's a really, I I go back and forth. Like you can buy it for a year, but I never do because you can use it to set yourself up in the automation and then turn it off because you've got, mm. you know, you can save 2,500 leads. And it's a neat way to, if you don't know, let's say that you, you Joe, don't know whether individual podcast hosts or companies that should be podcasting are better fits for you. You could you could set up two different campaigns with are two different Are you a mind reader? I'm going to interrupt <laughs> you right here and just add, like literally earlier today I was talking to somebody about this. So like I don't know if you have my phone tapped or what, but this is the exact problem I'm trying to solve right now. Continue. You can create two different campaigns is what you just said, right? right? So you do these yeah. two different searches and that's 
so again, for I'm a marketer. And so from a marketing perspective, the who you serve is a is a sleepless night question. Who is your mm-hmm. target audience? Should be an easy, easy, it's an easy question with a tough answer. Because then you have to say, well, I only do digital marketing for dentists. You know, and then you got to have like a tooth in your logo and you got to mm. have like... <laughs> Um, you got to change your website so that it's like mint green with teeth on it. You know, like a whole thing. Yeah. You have to you have to change everything from a marketing perspective. But if you take an outreach approach, you just let the out the results of your outreach determine your niche. So if if six companies come back to you and say, "Hey, you're right. We do need to have a podcast arm," then it's like, okay, well now this is what I do. I work with companies who pay quickly and uh, yeah. never follow through um, instead <laughs> or because it's, it's different, you know, like, or right. work with entrepreneurs who, who pay slowly, but do all the work that, that I ask them to do. Yeah, um, yeah. And it doesn't mean you have to do any of your marketing differently until you actually know who you like working with the best, who pays you fastest, who is easiest to work with. And I think the the two things that sort of sealed the deal for me on LinkedIn were the the content mar, the content schedule was significantly more doable, and then also yeah maybe I'll just reach out to authors or graphic designers or you know because creators who I work with individual solopreneurs that's a pretty broad category so yeah. maybe I want to talk to people who also speak digital marketing because then they can set up their funnels easier you know and doing those different searches is really interesting because you can see what percentage of people even respond to you how they're responding you know you get into an industry where they just tell you to go kick rocks and you're like okay hey, not that <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah oh that's so smart uh, so for ni- for 99 bucks a month, maybe 99 bucks every couple of months when you need it. Right. You can run these uh not quite A/B tests, but like it's almost like market research. Mhm. Um direct outreach market research. I like that. So I will link to Navigator in the show notes as well. Um I'm going to guess that this the find Oh, sorry, your plan cannot change right now. Oh. Um, this is really good podcast content, me clicking around on a website. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So this is great because this is the other thing that I, I'm, I'm doing very soon. Right. And this is, uh, this is like, I guess a case study in, in LinkedIn direct outreach, right? Because my friend Jordan Eaton, um, she commented on one of my posts and then reached out and asked me like how I was delegating. It was about automation delegation. Asked me how I was delegating, uh, she has a essentially a virtual assistance company uh, for like higher level virtual assistants, right? So like, you know, you've got like the lower level ones that do some of the grunt work and then you've got the virtual office managers that are basically replace you at the head of the business and then her people sit right in the middle there. And this was several months ago, but you know, we've we've stayed connected. We did a webinar together and I'm going to hire her agency to do some, some virtual assistant stuff for 20 hours uh, a month. And so first of all, LinkedIn totally worked for her there, right? We got connected. It's going to work for me too. She has a service. She's filling a need that I have. Um, But the main thing I'm going to have her people do for me is outreach to potential clients. 
And I need to answer the question, who, who am I serving? Who do I, who do I want them to spend their 20 hours a month reaching out to? Um, and it feels like maybe Sales Navigator, right? In the grand scheme of things, I pay a hundred bucks this month uh, to help me use the 20 hours more efficiently would be a, a, a big help to both me and her team, right? Because they want to deliver good results as well. Right. And so for podcasting too, the reason that people don't do it is because it's a lot of work. Not right. I mean, literally everybody has something to say for a podcast, but the reason right. that people aren't doing it is because it's too much work. And yeah. so how many people do, do, does a company need to have so that they can afford to use one or half of one or 25% of one person's hours on podcast production? Um, so you can like filter down by that. Um, if you only wanted to work with local companies, you could filter in your specific geographic area. Mm. As you can do with the value add where it's like, look, I'll just come over and we'll get it all set up, you know? Um, right. And you, anywhere right. like from two hours from your house and then you can upsell, you know, Joe getting out of the house time <laughs> to people <laughs> who, who would, who would happily pay for it, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it's it's a tool that's really helpful. And if anybody listening to this is like intrigued by LinkedIn um, and wants to learn more, I have a program for it. I have a video that just walks people through how I, like exactly my process for how I use LinkedIn to get eight to 17 qualified sales conversations on my calendar every week. Um, I, we wow. can link to that. It's at thewealthyexpert.com yeah. slash level up. Slash level, well-paid expert, the well-paid expert. The well-paid expert.com slash level up. All right. Slash level up. I'm going to link to that. Is it (laughs) all one word? Mm -hmm. I will link to that in the show notes as well. Um, As we conclude our time here, um, I'm, I'm really excited about this because I feel like I've been all over the place. I, let me tell you how my day has gone today. I wasted I don't know, two hours this morning, just bouncing around social networks, realizing that my top for performing post on Twitter was a comment on Jay Akunzo's thread about parenting. Uh, and then my second most popular one so far is me saying, yo, I can't wait for the Yankees to have a City Connect jersey. Like, the, and that's not going to get me clients, right? As and people know, I love the Yankee. Kathleen knows more than most people because I talked a bunch of people's ear off about baseball in Boise. Um, But I'm really excited about this. If people are just getting started on LinkedIn, perhaps they've been convinced, uh, what what are the first one to two steps they should take to um, uh, start getting qualified leads on LinkedIn? Take a look at your profile. See if it would make you want to work with you. Hmm. I'm going to let and, that sit out there for a minute. Yeah, just, I mean, it's yeah. tough. It's really tough, especially because it's like your about me sections. It's like, where do you start? Birth? College? Right, yeah. Like, uh, like I remember. Where, where are you? Yeah. But it's all, it's never about you. It's how you can help your people. Um, and if you realize that in this approach, your your profile is now a sales page, it's easier to rewrite with that in mind. Um you know, people aren't going to look at it hard. They're going to skim it. They're going to look, you know, they're going to look for reasons not to work with you. So mm-hmm. um, for you, it's Yankees, right? But um, 
But here in Arizona, there's a huge feud. I have a, my brother-in-law said he would have never, ever hooked up with my sister-in-law if she had gone to the wrong Arizona college. Like, mm, like yeah, the yeah. ASU U of A, like, conflict. So, so they're looking for, like, oh, I don't know. I went to the, you know, like, that kind of thing. Right. Um, so just rewrite your, your about page like it's a sales page. Um, make sure your headline's right. And make sure your profile picture is not from your brother's wedding where you, the last time you were dressed up and you had to cut the groom out of the picture. So yeah, you it shouldn't be like, like you and someone's shoulder, right? Like, right. yeah. You don't, you don't want that. It's, it's, it should be a headshot and you can make one pretty easily with your phone or AI um, or the right. combination. Right. Yeah. I, um, shout out to Sarah Vada. She's a, she lived on my block for a while. Um, she did not drive an IROC, right? I just thought of the Teenage Dirtbag song. Um, but she's a professional photographer. And so I was like, can you come to my office, like down the street and just take pictures? And she's like, yes. So I got a professional photographer in my office, uh, which That's is awesome. very exciting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, professional headshots for sure. Like put your phone on a tripod, get decent, like decent lighting. Like don't do it in your office, like by the cold blue glow of your computer screen. <laughs> uh, and, and you're like better than most people, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. What about the banner, right? Because like, you know, you look at like the guy that everybody immediately associates with LinkedIn is Justin Welch. And like most people, I think, model their banner off of his. Is that a good banner to model your banner off of? If you sell to people, the same people he sells to, sure. Yeah, I guess so, right? Um, but like, I mean, so I guess like, should we include more information there? Like I've got like trust nah, logos in there it should just be now. consistent with your branding. I okay. think it's, it, it should look good. It shouldn't okay. look like yeah. your your three year old did it. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but it just it should just be consistent with branding. You should you can just take a, a picture from your, from a branding session, put your logo on it, and so it can like I think mine's like my feet with my logo or my legs okay. like knees or something with my logo, yeah. not not. <laughs> T- t- you know, t- tastefully done. <laughs> no, but there's Canva um, uh, presets for LinkedIn headers, and just spend 15 minutes on it. Don't don't like don't make 18 different versions. It's not that big of a deal, but but okay. it does it does matter. Yeah, thrilling update. It it is uh, your arms, your hands folded. Ah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I, I knew it was like, it's not like, like a, my, a I didn't body, do my yeah. head on my head. I just, right. just some, like you take something from your branding photos and, and if you don't have branding photos then find a stock image that represents what you do. Um, yeah. Unsplash is probably a good place for most people to do that. Yeah. Or, yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I'm also noticing here, right? This, and you know, it's funny, right? Because I just did this for this podcast. Um, well, all of my podcasts, but you have, uh, Kathleen O'Malley Selman's dash the well paid expert. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how important is so the well paid expert is like, you know, your brand, like your company, your brand, mm-hmm. sort of thing, right? Um, how important is it to have something like that in your LinkedIn name? It depends on like so if if you don't have a very like a brand like that one, um, it might be better to put some description of what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I get people to respond because they're like, ooh, well-paid expert. Ooh, I want to be a well-paid expert. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, yeah, 
<laughs> come on, <laughs> yeah. join me. It's jo- fun I over here. I can help you. Yeah. Um, and but like I I've seen it where it's um the like your two word tagline, you know. Okay. Um, it, it, well, you can I, put it in your in in your name. It I think it helps a little bit. I don't have good data on it other than mm-hmm. just the gut instinct data that I yeah. feel like more people responded when I changed that. Yeah, right. And it makes sense, right? Because it kind of it shows up quickly, right? Just like, again, on if you look at this in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, you'll see that this is how I built it. Dash case studies and coaching for creators and solopreneurs. That makes the show rank number one for coaching for creators, by the way. Perfect. Um, and then the artist is Joe Casabona, comma, podcast automations coach. Right. So again, if people are like, oh, wait, what does Joe do? He doesn't just talk to people like he does this. Um, I think that's helpful. So I I should definitely update this. I'm like, I'm ruminating as we record, um, like changing it to the podcast systems guy because automations has like a bunch of different baggage. Um, is it like email automations or what? But that's maybe something else we can hash out in the pro show. Um, but if you want to get started today, number one, look at your LinkedIn profile and say, would I hire this person? Right. If or you, even not yeah. just even not just that. Not, not not even that far, but like what does this person do? Ooh, I like that. How do what does how this does this do? person help me? How yeah. do or who do they you know, like uh, can I describe can, and not using like somebody in a different generation, like does does your grandma can your grandma describe it? No. Right. But um <laughs> but yeah. um can can someone like if you're looking at yours and it's tough, it is so tough to to step back from yours. Yeah, because like, like you know what you do, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, you, what maybe. would I hire this person is a very subjective question, right? Like you can't mm-hmm. go to your uh, husband or wife or friend or whatever and be like, hey, look at my LinkedIn profile. Would you hire me? Like, well, I know you. So yeah, I would hire you. Um, but like looked at my LinkedIn profile, based on this, tell me what I do, right? They can, well, I know you're a podcast, but does it say I'm a podcast coach anywhere, right? Yeah. That that can definitely be, and again, you don't want to go to your grandma or my parents or whatever. Right. Um, find a colleague and swap. Yes. Do, the, do it find for someone else and, and have somebody yeah. else do it for you. I yeah. actually just talked to somebody yesterday who in my, in my 30-day program, I'm going to bring her on because she does rewrites in a done-for-you way where she interviews you, then she rewrites your about page and get, and delivers it to you, mm. and um, I I realize that like that's a lot. It's a big sticking point for the people that come into my programs, and so that's going to be so fun. <laughs> like we're yeah. going to get that knocked out of the out of the park like day one. That's all. You know. You know what I'm going to do here. The because I want more review. I'm like on the precipice of a, I think a hundred reviews or something like that on on Apple Podcasts. The First five people who leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot, I will do send your LinkedIn profile along with it, and I will try to tell you what you do based on that. So there you go. Um, we'll see. Maybe that'll get me five reviews. Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> uh, Kathleen Selmans, the well-paid expert. Uh, where? Thanks so much for uh, spending some time with us today. Where can people find you? you? Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Um, the wellpaidexpert.com is the place to go for everything. Um, I'm also the only Kathleen Selmans on LinkedIn. So if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, please do so. 
Nice. And people are seeing your name somewhere in in their podcast player, but it is Selmins, C-E-L-M-I-N-S. People will want to say, I want to say Clemens. It's not even close to that now that I'm spelling it out loud, but <laughs> I don't think I'm the only person to make that mistake. Though. No, and I'm married <laughs> into it. So I, I, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see on, on LinkedIn, it's Kathleen O'Malley. Are you Irish by chance? <laughs> yeah, you know, and I... It's funny because I can tell you this, that then people in my real life were like, what? But the reason that I changed my name was because the Kathleen O'Malley's of the United States are a pretty, like, distinguished lot. Like, yeah. um, we just retired from the Ninth Circuit Supreme Court. Yeah. Um, as a justice, <laughs> we are a um, blue ribbon baker in Wisconsin. Like, I was like, there's no way I'm going to rank on page yeah, one right. if I keep my name. <laughs> That's like, I'm grateful there's only one, well, there's actually two Joe Casabonas. Uh, one owns like an oil company or something like that. And apparently has been giving my Gmail address to people. So Joe, if you're listening, man, uh, stop telling people to send me like trade secrets to my Gmail account. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, but the wellpaidexpert.com, Kathleen Selman's on LinkedIn. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. If you want to hear Kathleen and I talk about, Kathleen and me, if I'm being grammatically correct, if you want to hear Kathleen and me talk about uh, creating tools for social media and maybe ruminating on my new title, uh, you can become a member over at casabona.org slash join for just five bucks a month. You can also find all of the show notes, everything we talked about over at howibuilt.it slash 329. So if you remember one URL, it is howibuilt.it slash 329. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, get out there and build something. 